0: Welcome to the Whitetail Bloodline Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm joined by Colin and Spencer on this episode. Then we get Nolan on the phone. He's the young guy, just killed an Ohio bruiser. He was all fired up because it was his biggest buck to date by quite a bit. He ended up sticking it with his bow. It's a good story. So we dive into that, talk about everything that went down for him to kill that buck. Then uh, we also talk about late season, what we're expecting coming in these latter days of the season. There's only a couple weeks left. There's the second rut that a lot of people talk about. It's these next few does that come into cycle. A lot of the time it's fawns and your does that didn't get bred or just didn't get touched by these younger bucks. But if you stick with it, we talk about a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good information on this one. It's a little shorter than most of ours, but still cover quite a bit of stuff. So we appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and hope you enjoy it. Hello. What's going on, Nolan?
1: Not much. How about you?
0: Just kill him, bro. I got Spencer and Colin here with me. What's up, man? What's
1: up, boys? What's up?
0: Not much. Spencer's making some biscuits. Yeah, I
1: know. He really What's needed there? that half cup of milk.
0: All right, I didn't know you needed a hey, half
2: baby. cup. I brought a whole cup. Yeah, he brought more than one. Man, my whole freaking
0: truck smells like milk. So, no, where were you hunting tonight?
1: Oh, I was hunting at my grandpa's in... About 45 minutes away from Austin and Dillsboro. On
0: the Indiana side? Yep. Okay. Did you see anything?
1: Uh, well, I was going to hunt that, that spot in the morning, like, where I'm, like, it was a neighbor's property, the one I seen a picture of. Yep. Like, you can see, like, the deer, like, coming towards you, and I wanted, I was going to hunt there in the morning, so I just got out of there, just, like, not, like, spook him or anything. <clears throat> And then I brought my buddy hunting. He hasn't killed his he hasn't killed a deer yet. I think I might go with him tomorrow to try to get him his first deer.
3: Hell yeah. I'm doing the same for Brady, dude, I'm trying to help him out. Are you too Tomorrow morning. Sunday afternoon though, if he doesn't get anything.
0: He doesn't talk loud. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> you can be on the podcast. Off, knowing,
3: we don't want you knowing our stuff. <laughs>
0: But uh, no, let's, let's get a little background about you, man, where you grew up, uh, how long you've been hunting, all that.
1: Oh, I grew up in well, those Dills, Indiana. I've been hunting for about I'd say about six years
0: ever how since I was
1: what I'm 16.
0: Oh, you're the super young blood, yeah, hey, like yeah, yeah. Hey, they are best friends, they're good, yeah. Friends. <clears throat> But uh, But, so you've been hunting for a little while. Yeah. What got you into it?
1: Oh, just like, just like being in the outdoors. Yeah. Did
0: you grow up in a hunting family?
1: Yeah. My dad, I used to go with my dad a lot, but then like I I went with my grandpa for the first time and I was like, yeah, I kind of like, I'm going to enjoy this.
0: Yeah. I fell in love with it instantly when I was a young kid.
1: I would say, like, what, like, put me on it was, like, the first time, like, I went hunting with my grandpa in the morning, and then, like, just watching, like, the outdoors, like, wake up.
0: Yep. Even if you're not, not seeing deer, just yeah. seeing everything else is very cool. Right. You see stuff most people never see in their life, honestly. Right. Yeah. How do you typically hunt?
3: Are you blinds? Like, tree uh, stand? What are you looking at?
1: Usually, usually I'll just take my lone wolf and just, like, there's a tree I want to get in, and I usually just get in it hanging hunting. Yep.
0: Yep, yeah, I saw and say so you sent me those pictures. Yeah. I like the wolf the wolf stuff. I just got some wolf sticks uh, a little while ago and they're definitely a game changer
1: Yeah, I like a, the I don't know, I don't know what brand they are, but like it's a rope that goes around instead of like the clip. Yeah. I think I might get some of those.
0: Do you use the rope or you just wrap it and that holds it instead of the strap?
1: Yeah, but I, I like the lone wolf they made it a lot easier like with like the little like it's a circle you put the strap on.
0: Yeah, that is nice. I haven't hung them in a tree. I think tomorrow I'm gonna hang in a tree. Uh hunting them tomorrow evening with Dylan. Do
1: you have a lineman's but,
0: belt? What was that? Do
1: you have a lineman's belt?
0: Uh yeah, I do. I don't okay. I don't use it unless I'm I mean sometimes I'll use it. It depends on the tree.
1: I just I find I get up the tree a lot quicker when I use it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely easier. Yeah. Sure.
3: Yeah, so I mean, just so you know, Nolan, I'm like 6'5", 260, so I don't get up in trees regularly, so I he's have no big. idea what you guys are talking about. He's I'm that like, big? Yeah. How tall are you, Nolan? 6'5", 6'6". Six, six. So, yeah, he's a big boy. Jeez, Nolan, you're a suicidal, dude. You know we hit the ground harder,
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: like
0: dropping a rock compared to a feather. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those things where you get practice. Like, Colin, it was his first year doing it this year. I've been doing I've been using hang-ons. I haven't been doing the hanging hunt as long, but I've been hanging hang-on since I was thirteen. Yeah, like that's years old. So my, fir- yeah. my first
1: time hunting, my grandpa put me up in this tree stand. It was like it was like a hanging, like a hang-on, but it like had. I was just freaking out. I thought I was gonna fall out the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, your first few times hunting out of hang-on, it is it's definitely sketchy.
1: And and it was a windy day. Like you're just sitting there blowing around in the tree. I'm like, what did he put me in?
0: Yeah luckily i've just always felt comfortable heights haven't really ever gotten to me enough. yeah since i was a young kid i was using a climber i was climbing in a climber at 11 or 12 years old by myself hunting really yeah see
3: like so i went with brady once and he gave me a climber and dude i thought i climbed that
0: whole tree i like that i was like two feet off the ground yeah. <laughs> i was like dude, this is bad i love <laughs> climbers i'm i'm good at climbing at them i can like once I get to the tree, I'm up in my tree in ten just, or fifteen minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't
1: like. I don't. I don't feel comfortable in climbers at all.
0: I mean, I'm not a big guy. I'm five ten, hundred fifty five pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's just
1: like there's no spot for my knees to go at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. he would probably have to have like a sit and climb. Yeah, I don't have that rail.
3: Yeah, but
0: they,
3: sorry, no, Dude, they got some ladder stands. I was at Bass Pro the other day, and they got this like the whole platforms where you stand up, push the seats up. I'm getting one of those hands down. No, I, I, got, I got one of those in my it's house. Is yeah, so it's a buddy stand, but yeah, the it's a... seat, it's not locked in. And yeah. then the other thing is when you move the seat, get the one that has like that wire mesh that so you can stand on all the way back to the tree.
0: Yeah. Like
3: they have the one where you lift the seat up, but then there's a massive hole. So
0: I don't understand the point. I got, <laughs> I got, anyway. I got an older buddy stand. It's shit probably over a decade old and it's like that big old like the platform's big usually on the buddy yeah. sign stand, buddy stands it's like three-fourths platform it doesn't go to the back this one's a full platform and the whole seat raises so you can stand up there and shoot your boat super super easy yeah yeah i've always been interested
3: by that because i had it so i relocated so i have a tree stand but it's a ladder tree stand and i relocated it once and i did not listen to like my uncle he's like put it on that tree right there and i, I moved it to another location and Adam, like a monster, he was honestly probably over 12 points, Damn. but like just super wide, super symmetrical, just really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, and if I would have been in the tree, he told me, man, I literally would have just like shot through my feet. At yeah. him. I, don't, I was so mad. But because I had that little itty bitty little platform underneath me, I couldn't get around the tree with my bow. Yeah, And so I couldn't even
0: get a shot at him. Yeah, it
2: definitely happens. That's what
3: we're, well, we're talking about getting
2: because we hunt, have two buddy stands there. None of the stuff folds up. We we're talking about getting hawk or muddy, uh, nice buddy mm-hmm. stand. Yeah, because that makes it real nice. You ones. guys,
0: your property would be better for ladder <clears throat> stands than anything. Just how you guys hunt. You got older guys and everything. Guys that don't feel super comfortable in tree stands advise you. I buy some ladder stands. They're, they're not that expensive either. You just start Tarzaning hanging, around, man. The hanging hunt shit's way more expensive.
1: Oh, it's so expensive.
0: Stupid expensive. It's worth it. Yeah, part.
1: it is worth it, but. There's, like, some ladder stands that are just absolutely ginormous now.
0: Is that, is that oh, the, yeah. Is that the thing where you, like, sit in this? Saddles. Yeah. Is it? A lot of people do saddle hunting. I'll never be a
3: saddle hunter. <laughs> yeah, so my brother-in-law just got that, and he's, like, obsessed with it. Most people
0: love it, Dude. but for me, for filming, and I broke my ankle a few years back, so having all that pressure sit on my ankle for four hours, I know it would be fucking yeah, I don't know if I, I don't
1: know if I could stand for that long.
0: Yeah, people are like, oh, it's not bad. You can lounge back, put your knees against the tree. I'm like, dude, the way I hunt, fuck that. I'm filming. I'm just, now. Nah, if I'm going to carry up. I'll man up and carry 10 more pounds on me. And, yeah, that's just how yeah, I am. Mean. Yeah. Can... Go ahead. No, you're
1: good. No, I said was... one time, like, I don't bring my camera. I shoot a stud.
0: That's what happened to me in <laughs> 2017. I didn't think I was going to see, see anything and, bam, shot him. So yeah, now no. if I don't have my camera or my camera dies, I don't go hunting. I'll pack my shit up, and go home. That's how die hard I am about it. But, uh, just... Nolan, let's, let's get into your buck, man. You shot a big old Ohio bruiser. Yeah. When What what, what day did you shoot that? I don't remember.
1: The 27th.
0: Shot that on the 27th. That was right before Ohio's gun season came in on that Monday, right?
1: Yeah, the 29th.
0: Yeah, you guys have a late late gun season. Yours yeah. Goes in after it, ours goes out.
1: It only goes to the, the, the second, too. Oh,
0: okay. That's a stupid but yeah let's go into that story of that buck man like the day of it what where you're hunting why you hunted it like uh just yeah, yeah. The land
1: uh it was well we were gonna i, I drove over to my girlfriend's house we plan on like hunting in the morning but it's like an hour and like 25 minutes just to like get to the place we're hunting to so we just decided to go um in the afternoon and then uh, my girlfriend's dad shows me like where the stand is and he throws me this blind and it's like, set this up for her. I'm like, Whoa. And then I set this up. I didn't think I was going to see a deer at all. Like we we're making so much noise putting this blind up. I couldn't figure out how to put it up. And
0: pop up blind.
1: yeah, it was a pop-up. Like I've never popped up a blind before. Like I'm yeah, used they're... to the ones like where like it puts like the, it's, like the stakes in it and it's like the older ones.
0: Yeah. They're definitely weird if you haven't put them up that often.
1: Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get the left side popped out, so I'm like, all right, you're just going to sit in there like this.
0: Yeah, for me, I had that happen this year. Couldn't figure it out, and then I figured out you have to zip the door, then it pops right open.
1: Yeah. And then, so I set her up, and then I walk over to my stand. I didn't realize she was only, like, 50 yards away from my right. And then to my left is a bunch of cedars. Behind me is this dude's house. I'm only, like, 75 yards away from this dude's house. And in front of me, it's, like – it's a little hill that like turns into a a ginormous hill. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there scrolling through Facebook and I see a picture of a, a stud. I'm like, it'd be some shit if I saw something like that tonight. And then I look up and I just see like a big ass body and then like a gray face. I'm like, Oh my God. Like that. I just thought it was a doe. Yeah. And it's like, so I'm like the hills down there, he's like facing straight and I'm up to the right. And then my girlfriend's, like, a little bit to the, like, the left of him.
0: Was she hunting?
1: Yeah, she was hunting. And then he, like, looks at my girlfriend. Like, we literally, like, we sat down at, like, 350. Like, I got my stand at, like, 350. And I shot him at 402.
0: Damn. That's that's my type of hunt. That's how it was (laughs) when I shot the eight or nine points. Yeah. It was the first 45 minutes.
1: Yeah. And then, so, like, he looks at my girlfriend because, like, she was just like getting like the crossbow and the arrow in it. And and then I'm like, all right, this thing's massive. And then like he's just works his way up towards me. Like I draw back and he's like 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 45 yards away. Cause I don't know if he's gonna get any closer. Yeah. Like I didn't have time to range anything at all. So like he starts walking, and then I put my 20-yard pin on him. I'm like, all right, just please let this hit him. And I aimed like halfway up his shoulder. And I think I, I blew his shoulder out and then I ranged it. It was like, it was like 27 where, what where he was. Yeah. And then I was just super like skeptical about the shot because I've never had like an arrow not pass through a deer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was just freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I hope I killed him.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, every deer I've shot, I've never had a pass through completely. I've had it where it's barely not a pass through, but I've never got a full pass through.
1: So I've never shot a deer Every time I have
3: tried to do that, hasn't been a to pass through. I haven't found it. Yeah, I'm even like that way with the 12 gauge slug. That's what I used to hunt, and I ju- I just handed Gavin the slug I got from my buck this year. And every year I have a slug from every single deer I've shot. I've never had one go all the way through. And I mean, I know it's different, but like still, yeah, like
0: animals, man. All right, so you. <coughs> You shot this buck, weren't too sure about where you hit him and all that. So what happened after you got <laughs> down from the tree?
1: Oh, well, I got down from my tree, and then I walked over my girlfriend's blind. <clears throat> I didn't know her dad was only hunting, like, 100 yards away from me, so I felt, I felt horrible. Like, I just shot this deer that he missed. Oh, yeah, he missed this deer, like, a week before at 17 yards with a crossbow. Damn. Wow. And.
3: should have just whacked it with a stick.
1: I, I, how do you miss it how, I'm just wondering how you miss with the crossbow oh, yeah, you, <laughs> I yeah. yeah
0: I mean yeah I don't know It's pretty hard to miss 17 yards
1: yeah and then like so I get over to my girlfriend's and I'm like i like I feel horrible I didn't know your dad like was that close and then actually i I texted austin and I was like dude, I just smoked a stud and then I got on the deer the deer i think it was like the deer cast track app or something like that like where like you can see like where you shot like your deer at
0: Yeah, and it gives you some, like, tips of how people shot it.
1: And then I sent him that, and then I was like, the arrow probably went about six or seven inches in. And, like, he stopped at, like, 30 yards, gave a little wobble, and then took off running again. And, yeah, I FaceTimed him when uh, I found my arrow, and there was, like, a little bit of fat on it. And then this arrow was just covered with bubbles.
0: That's then, good. I mean, you got some lung.
1: Yeah, I think I got the bottom of his lung and then like the top of his heart.
0: Okay. What kind of broadheads were you shooting? Uh, muzzies. Oh yeah, fixed. Yeah, is muzzy is muzzy only fixed blade?
1: Yeah, I honestly I have no idea. Well, I shot a I shot the Rage hypodermics, but I didn't open. Yeah. So I just went to Walmart and bought just some like cheaper fixed blades, and I'm like, all right, this is this has got to do something. Yeah, I like
0: like fixed blades for my bow. I don't have the nicest bow in the world, so it just shoots fixed blades like shit. But I got them rage three blades, and I've never had an issue with it. Every deer I've hit with them, they're they're gone. <coughs> That's uh, I had a kid I coached. His
2: dad, I mean, he big time hunter. We we're talking. I mean, I can't tell you
0: how many times he swore up and down on muzzies. Yeah, a lot of like, people are diehard muzzies. Nonstop. But you, you started seeing some. A little bubbly blood.
1: Yeah, and then, F-
0: like, following the blood trail.
1: There really wasn't any blood. There was, like, maybe, like, three drops of blood where I shot – where, like, my arrow came out.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I waited for – then I Facetime Austin. I was like, what do I do? And he was like, just wait for a dad to get down there and then just, just like, split 10 yards apart and just go look to where you saw him bed down. Because I thought I saw him bed down, but I wasn't
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And then – like we split up, and then her dad finds like this big thing of blood where he stopped, and then it was just like a red carpet all the way to him.
0: Hell yeah! Sorry, it just it just uh, came through my my brain. You are 11 years younger, than me Nolan, <laughs> making me feel like an old motherfucker.
1: Yeah, you'll have that sometimes.
0: I didn't think I, I knew you we were younger. I didn't think you we were that young. Not a problem with it. We love it, man. We got to get all spectrums of it, but yeah it don't sound thanks Jay, for for being 17 you doing the hanging hunting that shit surprises me i don't know if i know anybody your age doing that
1: well that's just like well i got it i got that for christmas two years ago and then i got this youth bow two years ago and i was probably like five six at the time like not knowing i'm gonna grow 10 inches my grandpa buys me this bow and he's like yeah you can use this for about four or five years yeah and i outgrew it in a year the draw, like that's what I hate about being so tall is like finding like bows
0: that have like longer draw lengths. You yeah, just can't find them. What the what fuck f- were you eating in those years, boy? Did you get your collard greens and your
1: deer meat and corn?
0: <laughs> oh, of course, corn-fed son. That explains it all. But – I'll be you all right. Get that program, Zan, he, he's a baseball player. Is he? Actually, that's something you and Colin have in Colin or Colin <laughs> will having Colin.
3: Hey, you ain't got, got no cool. rainbow, bro.
0: Yeah, Colin just got a world ring. He's a coach. Where are you coach at? Uh,
2: Providence High School. In Ohio? Uh, No, down here in uh, Clarksville, Indiana. Huh. Uh, We're 2A. We won the state championship this past spring, and then 2A state champs in 2016 (laughs) as well.
3: Dude, Catholics, man. It's hard to beat a team when God's on their side. That's bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The baseball – actually, the baseball team, like the travel team I play for, it's it's like a – I don't know. Like we just have like crosses on everything, and what I what well, like what I like about it is just like like they, they'll pay for everything. Like you don't have to like they pay for our plane tickets, they pay for our food. Like whenever we're with them, like they pay for everything.
0: Hell yeah, they yeah, give us free cool. shit. You're a pitcher, right?
1: Yeah, plane, plane
0: tickets. Well, Sam, he better be a pitcher. What, at 6'6". what the heck you What's flying? your? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know baseball talk though. well. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Um, let I guess like he it. could be Aaron. But Harris. what's your what's your pitch of choice, Nolan?
1: Uh I'd probably just say fastball.
0: Oh, throwing heaters, Randy Johnson style. Throw what, like Hey, what, <laughs> what what speed?
1: What what did I I topped that at 91 this summer.
0: Damn, son. That that's, that's cooking. Definitely not
3: bad. Yeah.
1: Definitely
3: not bad. Daddy don't have to pay for college. That's nice. <laughs> like
1: I honestly, like I I started welding this year and like I I don't know if I want to go to college.
0: You started welding? You yeah. Said? Hey, trades are good to get into, especially if you get into it young.
1: Like, you can I don't go know, high than, school, like... and
0: you can take your fucking take your masters after you get the experience. Yeah, I know. Or you can take your masters, you just can't actually get it until you're experienced. Right. But, but like, other uh, than back to your buck. All right. You're following this blood trail. you not finding nothing. You're panning out with her dad a little bit.
1: Yeah. All right, and then he finds he finds like this little like. I would say it's about about the size of a volleyball, just like, uh, like kind of where he stopped. He just like, well, my broadhead, like my arrow, broke off inside of him, and like I saw my broadhead laying on the ground, and then after that, it was just like, um, like a red carpet, and then I, we found his first bed, like where I, where I thought I saw him go down. He went down and mm-hmm. laid down, and then. Uh, I mean, the blood wasn't horrible in the bed, but, like, it wasn't the most I've seen. Yeah. We keep following it. We find a second bed, and then we stop there, Like, like, I was talking to her dad. I'm like, this deer's big enough to get a tracking dog. Like, if if we don't find it in the next, like, 50 yards, I'd say we just come back later tonight.
0: Always better be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah, like, I was going to call my papa. Like, my papa is just so good at finding deer, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then I, like, shine my flashlight up, and, like, he's, like, laying down, like, with his rack, rack like, on the floor and his nose up, and I just see his nose, and I'm like, I think that's him right there. And then we walk up to him, and then there he laid, probably about 75 yards away from where I shot him.
0: Hell yeah, can't beat that. That's good stuff. What, uh, what did he end up being point-wise, and did you hey, get scored?
1: I think I scored him – well, I've never scored a deer. I scored him at 144 and some
0: change. Okay. That's a good
1: buck. Pope and Young. Like, I would say the worst part about that is her dad. I th- heard you could just tell her dad was furious. He did not help me track this, uh, drag this deer out at all. And like, we're dragging this up like a mountain.
0: Really? He's mad you shot his deer? Yeah. And
1: I literally just sat there and had to drag this thing by myself. It was Hell just.
0: yeah, dude. It hey, was, I mean, it happened. That's cold blooded. He's just, man. you came, came out there one of your first times, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was my first time ever going with her. And I brought my muzzleloader, not knowing it's not. Um, I get to her house, and her dad's like, "It's not gun season yet." So I drive back to my house, get my bow, and then drive drive back there. And I get ba- I get back to her house. It's like nine thirty at night, and then her dad's like, "Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go in the morning." It's like an hour and twenty five minutes just to get there. I'm like, "Oh my god! Like this yeah. is just gonna be hell of a drive there."
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it happens. I might be a little mad if somebody shot one of my target bucks when I took him the first time, but I'd be I'd – be Oh, I, I'd be pissed. I'd be, I'd be happy for him at the same time.
1: I'd, yeah. Like, I'd be happy for him, mm-hmm. but, like, he'd, just to keep – You it can't wild.
0: help but be bummed out about it. I don't right. right. Like, you missed that deer. You're way even... too good of a person if it's so, a better person. Right. Than hey, Nolan.
3: So, What's do you up? know who Brady is? You know Brady's, like, part of the group?
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't right. know. Yeah, him, like... so
3: – brady actually he took a friend out and brady passed on a good deer uh because he was expecting another one to come around but anyways so he takes a friend out and then his friend tyler actually tagged his deer and so now <laughs> brady
0: is entirely deerless going into muzzleloader season and we're trying to help him out but yeah man that's awesome you uh i know you're fired up been following the group and everything yep. so we're glad to have you if you put in the work, that's part of it, right? Which you seem like you're going to. You've already been sending me pictures. We've been talking, so, and I um, know you're a filmer, which that's got me hyped. I want all the filmers. I'm gonna try to get most of the crew to film this year.
1: Yeah, but I was just so mad. Like the the one time I like don't think we're gonna see any deer, so I don't take my camera, and
0: yeah. I shoot that
1: deer, and I'm like, Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, that's I've had it happen. That's why I just make it my mission. I don't. I won't shoot a deer unless. I mean, I did it this year, but I still got a little B-roll. I mean, certain circumstances, big enough buck, but I'm always trying to. Hey,
3: Nolan, besides the reason of getting famous and having a camera or having a camera to get famous, obviously a lot of people take pictures of everything now. So a lot of people are looking in the market for cameras. So what camera do you use? Do you like it? Would you get a different one? And Um, what price range was it?
1: Honestly, the camera was given to me by my uncle. I don't even know what kind of camera it is. He used. I he's, need to get an uncle. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, just, he he used. Or was, baby daddy.
0: If you're, you yeah, that, that's it, that, that, that too. <laughs> hey, hey I there, it. there's always somewhere someone out and there. She's a gold digger, dude. Somebody's always into some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, for me, I, I like the handy cams. I was looking. I gotta get a new one. I lost there's my handy new? cam that I lost, I liked last year, but it's uh the one I like, a Canon handy can. And you can get it from Walmart for about four hundred bucks. It comes with multiple batteries, comes with a camera, a camera case, and stuff like that. It's a small camera. The main thing, if you're looking to get good footage with a camera, you all like want to look at the resolution, the 10 or what was it 1080p or yeah, it's 80p. 1080p. Yeah. That's always good. Every yeah. camera nowadays has that, every single camera. Yeah. So that doesn't even really matter. You can't really buy a camera without it. But look at the zoom. The zoom will tell you. When I'm looking for a camera, I want at least a 30 zoom. Yeah, no, I do. You can because it makes it clear. Everyone. Like you, like Colin's camera, even compared to my older camera I have now, I can zoom across a six hundred yard field and see that buck and see right. the colors His, he can zoom a hundred yards as far for his. So but it almost I mean, even replaces the purpose of binoculars. I don't use binoculars when I have my camera on me.
2: I've never used binoculars. They, once well,
0: well, actually, I mean that's a great they work point. better than binoculars in my opinion because you can see it clear. You're looking on a screen. It's not wobbly. Yeah. Because, Nolan, so last episode,
3: we talked a little bit about, like, just purchasing some things before the holiday season. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean that's a great point. Like, binoculars, um, what were we talking about earlier? How want to look like 500 yards? Spotting scope, Spotting scope, Yeah, yeah. spotting scopes, things like that. I mean, it, if you could use a camera even, I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the investment.
0: I've, I've done that forever. Like, like I have nice like, like, binoculars in my pack, and I don't use them just because I'm I'm good with the camera. It'll take yeah. you a while to get good with it, where you can use them as binos. But once you mess with it for a while, I mean, it helps because you can zoom in way better and it's more. Such yeah, a good like, and it's yeah, much more focus. Focus.
1: like so. Gavin said, like you can like zoom across the field and not have it all wobbly, yeah. like, and the picture is like right in front of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a game changer.
3: For, I didn't, mean, I don't ever think about it. I just naturally do it. Yeah. But congrats, Nolan,
0: man. Thank on the you, puck, dude. Freaking sweet, big buck, big buck. Young, young kid, man. You got a lot of coming, man. Hopefully, we can uh, help you out, teach you a few things. I've been doing it for a long time. The crew's been doing it a long time. We got some experience.
1: Hopefully, uh, I get but... an Indiana stud tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you still got your Indiana tag. Muslim yeah, season for Indiana starts tomorrow. Well, that'll help us go to another segue. Hey, do you
3: got a? I don't know if we asked this. How long did you wait to get up to go after that buck?
1: Uh, well, I called my, I called my grandpa. Like I've never shot a deer like over a hundred I would say like a hundred and fifteen inches before, so like I'm okay. freaking out like I'm freaking out like i'm shaking i'm it's just like a feeling that you'll never like feel before,
0: yep, yeah, your first big buck you'll never forget it' you shot, loose.
1: and then I was like i don't like I don't know how long to wait, like the arrow didn't go all the way through, like I can barely talk like i'm it's just.
0: If it's a if it's a good shot and you know you you hit vitals, that deer's dead in thirty minutes. But if you're not too sure, I'm a big believer in waiting.
1: um, Yeah. Um so so I shot him at four oh two. I went over to my girlfriend's tree stand about like I would say like four thirty, just because like if he was in the area, like I didn't want to like me be talking to people. So I went in there blind and I think about six o'clock we started looking. So like a good two hours.
0: Usually for me, if I'm if I'm think it's a good hit, I'll give it. i if it, if I think it's a good hit, I will go look at blood instantly, and if it's good, I'll wait thirty minutes and go look for them. If I'm not too sure, I give them a few hours. And that app you brought up, that DeerCast app, is a great app. If people are looking, and uh, yeah, just because that's one thing, it's it's hard to to know. It's, right, you were not no anatomy expert, so we don't know that stuff. And that app breaks it down, tells you videos, shows you videos of exactly. What they did, what the deer did after they shot it, the blood they were dealing with—it's—it's it's, it's honestly very, very good app.
1: That's what also like got me into filming because like my problem, like one of my biggest problems is like I don't remember like where the deer was standing or like where I shot him at. Yeah, you like, got that, remember
0: that adrenaline makes me black out. A little and then, bit. but like
1: the only thing like I ever, I always remember is like where like I last saw the deer.
0: Like, me black, huh? Say that again.
1: I would say like the la- like the only thing I can remember is like where I last saw the deer.
0: Yeah, when it's for me, I just get in like this this zone. It's like I don't know. I can't explain it. It's like super focused, and like the killer anything but what I'm looking at. Peripherals aren't thing. But yeah, man, let's get into it. Like I said, uh, tomorrow is December fourth. It's the opening day of late season and muzzler season here in Indiana, and that'll go until the nineteenth. So we got a couple weeks two is that two or three weeks two, yeah two weeks. two week two weekends so i mean for me on my property it's always killer muzzler season the biggest bucks i've ever seen on the property were muzzleloader season like I, I remember one year probably four or five years ago my parents live up on the the north side of the property where the tall hill is and right there in the woods next to the kids playground i walk in there and take about 20 20 yards into it, and then jumped up. There was two or three. I can't remember. I want to say it was two. Two giant bucks laying right next to each other, right on this hill, 150 yards from my parents' back door. And they were just. That's where they've always bedded up. It's a little thick spot. And when there's a the wind's blowing that certain direction, they bet on that hill to get out of it. It's just a good spot for them. And I also jumped one just down the bottom of the hill the year after. A nice big eight point. I ended up sneaking around the 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 cedars because I knew where he was gonna pop out at. And just caught him perfectly when he was coming through there and blew it. Missed him about 30 yards, booking it past me. But I yeah. had a scope, and it was 30 yards. But it wasn't the most easy shot, but he was a giant, and it was late season. So, I was going for it. Yeah. All hell, Mary, you know what I mean? Full send.
3: I would say, like the weirdest feeling, like you're so happy you see it, but then you're nauseous because it's like it's not the right moment for you. Yeah, right. but it's great to know they're around. That's helpful.
0: If I'm gonna mess up, I mean, I've I've messed up. Don't get me wrong, but it's usually when I jump up a deer and he's a giant, and my property's so small, y'all to see another big buck like that that year, slim to none. So, you gotta go for it sometimes. Mm-hmm
1: um speaking of like big deer and close encounters Gavin you know that deer uh on truck camera I sent you a picture of the one with the second main beam yeah yeah I missed him four times last year with a bow
0: god damn boy
1: all all because like me like just playing on my phone
0: yeah that's a big thing I've I've been saying that these past year or two I mean it's been going forever but I people look at their phones way way too much
1: no, I just put I I turn Way all my notifi- I just turn all my notifications off and put it in my backpack and don't touch it.
0: I mean, I'll get I'll get on mine. Don't get me wrong, but I know for a fact somebody on this crew had a buck walk by while they're on their phone. And they didn't see it. Hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent sure about that because if I'd have been on my phone and been looking at my screen for thirty seconds, I would have never seen that buck I killed. He came through that quick. Don't do that. But luckily, birds helped me out with that. Because honestly, I think I was fucking around on my phone, and then saw birds <laughs> fly up at the corner out of my uh-huh. peripheral, and then looked up, and I was like, "That was weird." All them birds flew and then bam, he was there. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. So um, do food plots, and the birds will help you. Hey man. No, that really is prevalent. You you really how oh, you couldn't really see it on the corn, but when you're sitting by that corn and all that screen, the birds love that seat seed, the seeds off the screen and fucking everywhere. Anything that walks up, they're gonna fly out. Huh. So that's kind of.
2: That's a really good point. That's what they did when that buck uh, last couple years ago I had
0: came busting through the standing corn, and the corn was falling over too, but you just saw birds shooting
2: right at that.
0: That's a go. I've never heard nobody talk about that. Also, one thing that just came to my mind that you don't ever hear nothing talked about, I have this camera that I run (laughs) on this creek year-round. It's a spring-fed creek, so the deer drink out of it, like, religiously. Every animal, I got pictures of squirrels, turkeys, raccoons, everything you can think of. And every time I'm sitting in that stand every time they walk up to the creek, they get a drink out of it. It's just like good water. But I've also noticed this, which we got a pretty, we're in ag land, so we got quite a bit of predators, bobcats, foxes, not to worry about that as much, but bobcats and coyotes Yeah, for the deer. And every time they're walking through this creek and they're chilling there, they take a piss. They step in the middle of the creek and they pee in the creek. And <laughs> I don't get pictures of them peeing right next to the creek every time they're peeing right in the middle of the creek. That's so, weird. In, they're smart enough, they're grown that sense where they pee in the creek and it uh, diminishes your percent yeah out. Yeah. it's just something i've never heard anybody talk about but i've noticed it for three or four years in this it's this one camera spot uh, every once in a while i got them on other creeks and i'll see it too but this spot is just a perfect spot where they come out of this thick area and it's one little opening and they just mosey around there for a little bit and all the time i've got hundreds and hundreds of pictures of mainly does i got bucks too but does taking pee in mm-hmm. the creek. yeah see and like having that that's what's cool about this
3: group is like just having so many different hunters with different backgrounds. Gavin like obviously took it the right way and took it as like hiding their scent. And for me, I was like, yeah, they're they're probably like making the water trying to piss off the deer. <laughs> so,
0: hey, everybody looks at things. different, yeah. man, you gotta be. Yeah, you gotta have an open mind. Yeah, the bobcat's like, drink this, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just little things that you you notice, but. We're going into late season. Me, Spence, we're done for the season. We're basically helping other people. I'm going to be filming some of the crew. I was going to go out tomorrow morning with Dylan, but I'm here referring to the podcast right now and not chill with my girlfriend, so I'm not going to be in the doghouse. So I'm going to sleep in with her, kick it with her all day tomorrow, probably do some Christmas shit, decorate the Christmas tree, all that fun stuff, and then get out there with Dylan tomorrow. And We're going to go hunt a part of the farm that we've never hunted. We're going to go down there to the bottom of that fucking ridge, which I'm not excited about. I am excited and I'm not because the other day I walked down there. I was like, we always talked about looking at this ridge. It's steep. I didn't know how steep because it kind of gradually goes off right there where we hunt, and then it drops. I didn't know this. And I walked about 50 yards down it, and I decided, fuck this. I am not doing this. We went right back. Went right back up, and I was dead, dude. If I went to the bottom, but that's I think that's where they're they're walking through. Nobody's. I couldn't tell you for probably in years nobody's went to that bottom. Years. Ever since Dylan's been there, no way anybody see any like any
3: signs, scrapes, anything.
0: Never walked down there. Oh, you You never never never. down. like the landowner. He doesn't. He owns it, but he he doesn't hunt it. He doesn't do nothing with it. It's really hilly, and for you to go down there, other than to go kill a buck, you know what I mean? It's it's that steep. So I bet honestly, I don't think there's one trail that goes up. They got like a logging trail. I don't know what it is. I think it leads up back to the power line on the backside. just on the very end of it, goes to the other person's property, so we don't go over there. But you gonna sit on that trail? Yeah, I think so. I think we're gonna sit right above it. That'd be the way, to go. yeah. You can see because there's a not a major road, but a county line road that goes right above it, and we're hunting that bottom in between that and the power line, where we're hunting, and cause just nobody goes down there. So I I think we're we're gonna get it done. That'd be awesome, man. Do, like- I, I think we're gonna do it from the ground because it's so steep. I don't want to carry fucking. Yeah, don't call me. But I think us just sitting on that, that hill edge, we get a spot we can see a little bit with the smoke pole. Yeah. He's got uh, the CVA Optima, borrowed it from my dad. And That's what I'm going support. with tomorrow. CVA Optima? Yep. They're dirty, man. It it's my dad. good.
1: It's my dad's that, well, I mean, he didn't give it to me, but he just stopped hunting like when I started hunting. So, I mean, it, it just it sat in our gun case for probably like two years. And, oh my, somebody's yelling downstairs. But um you just cool let me use shit. it
0: we got important things going on here nolan i don't yeah, care if no. you are the baby of the family we're running <laughs> a business
1: <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even the baby I have, a, I have a little younger sister
0: oh okay well i'm the baby, baby <laughs> yeah. baby's fucking rule the best people in the world are babies
1: but um
0: oprah's probably yeah baby.
1: nobody's nobody's used it in like three years i was like i was like do you care if i take this out and he was like no i go for it and then yeah i just use it ever since
0: yep i like it i've only killed one or two deer with muzzler.
1: I've never had luck with a muzzle letter.
0: No. It's it's definitely different. But uh let's go into some some late season tactics. I don't know how much you guys have hunted late season, but Well talking about that, I think in southern Indiana, I think the rut's
3: hitting right now.
1: Yeah, that's what I is. that's what I was about to say. Like I, oh, I really I, do
3: think it is too. Man, yeah.
0: What have you seen? I mean, I run a lot of trail cameras. I've had a lot go bad this year. So they've yeah. been a little more iffy than they haven't been running as long as they usually do. But I've not had that much rut <clears throat> pictures this whole year. I haven't checked it. But just me driving, I was driving yesterday when I got picked up my bug, dropped them off at the tax and saw multiple does everywhere. And then I saw uh, one field. It was like four bucks altogether. <clears throat> I saw there was more deer in the field. I couldn't see them just because it had headlights. But they were, I'm guessing it was a hot doe and they were on her.
3: Yeah. Dude, I've been uh, two evenings in a row within like ten minutes. Like, I mean, like five ten, and then five twenty the next night. I've seen a wide, really good looking eight pointer, with um. This is a, on your
0: property where you live, right? Yeah,
3: just right. Yeah, it's right down there. Right on uh, the back
0: door where we're at.
3: Yeah, and a a good size older doe and two fawns, and then there's a group of either three to five more doe running around, and so I've seen them every day and so uh i didn't like the way the buck looked at me so we're gonna try to get brady out here to take him out <laughs> but, um,
2: he was on yeah
0: hell yeah he was supposed to be here but i sounds like he saw his start and he's like oh, i guess i'm not coming yeah probably, he's probably sleeping though. yeah he sounded tired when we called him
2: that's uh yeah he's old that's the other thing my cell came you know was dead for literally like 11 <laughs> straight days during gun day <laughs> after i get a doe but the other night i had three does come through and then two smaller books right after
3: that. I, so, cell so. cam is that the trail cam that obviously connects to your phone, sends yeah. you pictures? Yeah. yeah. Nolan, what's your thought on that? We have a controversy going. Uh,
1: actually, I have three of them sitting downstairs as my Christmas present.
0: Awesome. Uh, oh, early Christmas present? No, I, I gotta wait. All right. <laughs> That's hey, I'm guessing you picked out which ones you wanted, so you yeah. yeah yeah. I'm gonna buy one of the off season. I know we uh. We're field staff for wild game innovations and we get some percentage off that. So I'm going to buy a a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Actually I went to Walmart to buy like a cell cam and I thought I bought a cell cam, but I guess I didn't. I didn't, like I was just, I've never bought one before and I didn't know it had to have an antenna on it. So I just bought the most expensive one up there on the shelf and I'm like, all right, this has got to send it to your phone. It's like 130 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you, oh
0: you got some good megapixels out of that, motherfucker, I bet, though.
1: Yeah, it shoots up to, like, 110 feet.
0: Yeah, yeah. It all to come with a deer tracker.
1: Yeah.
0: That deer needs some There's, lotion. I mean, <laughs> dry Cell cameras are expensive. Cell cameras usually run about 120 to about 350. Yeah, I got.
1: I think I got three Uh, just, like, the basic muddy ones. I got them on sale. They were, like, 65.
0: That's not bad at all. Damn.
3: 350, you said. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I feel like there's like another the level of hunters that yep. Ford, or they're just like you guys. No, you are you aren't worth our product. Are you the jury? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah, the juries,
0: they've earned their shit. Bro. Well,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that. I had like Reconex sponsors of jury, so Reconex oh, is like the most expensive. Yeah, awesome. Reconyx, oh, I love that Reconex. So they're legit, like
3: 350 for a normal camera. Reconex, if you ever listen to this. We're you know we're hustlers, man. So give us a shot. Hustlers <laughs> in a
0: good way. We'll hustle for you, not <laughs> yeah. not hustle you.
2: Oh, that's what I'm saying. The juries have earned everything, absolutely. But
3: those those
2: guys are in different class by themselves. Yeah, they've earned those sponsorships, and that's uh, yeah. so reconic. That's about the only people I know who use reconnects. Obviously, people on the shows, but yeah. I couldn't tell they're, you anybody. They're just any. Hunter. I know that's not on tv yeah. or whatever they're top Every of the company.
0: line i mean the last you spot they're supposed to last you a decade basically you know what i'm saying it's a camera for when you buy a cheap camera you're buying a cheap camera sometimes you'll get lucky and it'll last you forever like i got one camera i've been running for nine or ten years and it's a basic wild game innovations but i fucking love that camera i love wild game but uh let's get in a few little tactics guys as we're going into the late season the game's changing it's a whole different type of hunting it's uh easier and a we're, we're in the early stages of it. Honestly, the, the rut's still going on, but the peak of that second rut, I think we got about a week or two before that will, like, hit, hit. It's usually um, 28 days after, say, a doe doesn't get bred that first cycle. She either tries to get bred, it just doesn't happen right, or she doesn't get bred because there's not enough bucks in the area. Uh, it's 20 days after, usually, 20, give or take a couple of days, that she comes back in the cycle. So, on average, they're coming into cycle 14th. November, so you gotta think you twenty eight days after the fourteenth about. Yeah, you look the second week second, of December. Second week of yeah, December. So next weekend, baby. So this man. week, next week, it'll it, it, could be hot, and you never know. But like I said, uh, right now it's a, it's a different time. Like when you get into late season, unless you're hunting food sources, and even if you are, you're not gonna be seeing these smaller bucks like you typically do, because these smaller bucks are either wore themselves out chasing these. Uh, hot does, looking for hot does during this that first part of the rut. And they're young. They don't know it. They don't know how to pace themselves, so they're just wearing themselves out. Or they just decided it's not worth chasing does and they need to build that body back up because they got a hard winter coming. Right now, it doesn't seem like it. It's been super hot here in Indiana.
1: Yeah, it's been ridiculous.
0: Been working without a t-shirt on. Yeah, I was on the tractor all day and I did not like that. Yeah. No, too
3: hot. But,
0: yeah, it's just these... These last few does have come back in It's and the bucks are breeding. Most of these does are going to be your mature bucks. These younger bucks aren't going to be doing it. They're going to be too worn out. They're going to be too worried about filling that body back up, getting them nutrients and that protein that they need to survive this winter. But while these older mature bucks that have been through a few ruts, instead of one or two ruts, like these young bucks, they're going to know that they pace themselves during the rut. They didn't go super, super hard. They're still going to lose a lot of weight and stuff. These mature bucks or they're smart enough to know that the second wave of does is going to come in. So they're just, they're, they know they're smart. They've done it. These smarter, older bucks that are four plus, they've just, they've done it. So they know how to work around it. A lot of them still be nocturnal and they'll be hard to kill just because of all the pressure they've had for two months of hunting and then having all these gun hunters come for them. So they're going to be more weary, but at the same time they're starting to get more patternable, which is good. Kind of like the uh,
2: for me, I was saying, I think we talked a little bit the other night. I talked about green plots, obviously, which I think anybody points you to uh, this time of year. But one thing I was thinking is when I was sitting there thinking the other night, I was like, I think honestly, I get back to sitting where you see them most of the time, uh, their fall pattern, yeah, like their trails and runs. I think mm-hmm. when it starts uh, switching back to those, yeah, uh, obviously. I think he might tell you when the rut's on, it's all pits are off. Yeah, if you
3: can't predict them a lot, yeah. that's why
0: a lot of them big buck killers hate the rut. Exactly.
3: Do you think sticking to a spot, like, I, I feel like a lot of people sometimes overcomplicate it. They try to outthink the animals, and they'll have, like, like say they have what, what I got out here. It's like 15 acres of huntable land. Yeah. But they'll just, like, transition through four spots repeatedly. And it's like, man, if you stick in a spot and you got a gut
0: feeling, sometimes you got to stick with your gut and just sit there. I think that goes for who you think, but I'm a believer in switching. Really? Yeah, big. That's I said, I, said I, do. I don't. I don't hunt the same stand that often. But multiple days in a row, very, very, very rarely. Yeah, we also don't want your scent in the same spot all the time. Yeah, it just gets the deer because it's not what you see during the deer or like during your stand while you're sitting there. It's what happens after, because your scent's going to be in there for sometimes depending on the the conditions. The like the rains, the gates. Right. Your scent mm-hmm. will be in there for a long, long time. So if you're hunting that same stand, these deer's deer uh, start knowing where you're at and just you're educating them so if you're bumping around this time of year don't hunt stupid don't hunt on a bad day i mean if you only have a few days to go out there your a weekend warrior go hunt when you can but don't hunt bad wind these deer are too smart this time of year so you're hunting a bad wind they're gonna get you more times than not yeah and uh, go
1: ahead you're good no i said i think i switched between two stands from like october 31st to like, November 17th, I just yeah. hunted the same two stands.
0: For me, I have a – I mean, I hunt small parcel properties where I'm hunting. They're, they're, my one probably is about 50 acres, but I only hunt about 15 or 20 of it. Then my farm property that I have with Dylan, we only hunt about 15 of that as well. And I have a bunch of stands on I got some stands that are 50 yards apart. It's just for different winds. You know right. what I mean? I got a stand on – I got a stand for every wind, which – it's helped me ever since I've been doing that. More stands the merrier. No, for sure. Because I've been playing the wind the past few years harder than I ever have, and it's definitely paid off for me. When I shot that buck, he came from perfectly. He was never going to smell me. Not a chance. But, yeah, so right now I just don't want to hunt stupid. These deer are too smart. I mean, they're a slave to their stomach right now because the late season's coming. They know they got to build themselves up, so. Like Colin was saying, hunting them food sources is going to be killer right now. If you got food plots, you are in the pudding most of the time. Yeah, like I got a bunch of food plots, like late season food plots. I got corn that's still standing. Probably going to go cut that after I hunt tomorrow. Uh, bush hog that all down, get the corn because there's a bunch of corn stalks and corn cops just sitting there that the deer aren't getting to as much. But when I cut it, it'll be a smorgasbord. I mean, but you like to own ten so. Like Some things, uh, people wondering what's like really good thing, if you're thinking about planting next year, things that are hot this time of year. Corn, like I said, it's hot. Your turnips, sugar beets, winter bulbs, radishes, stuff like that. Your your greens and your – I just went blank. I just had a brain fart. can't think what they call them. Brassicas, uh, they're hot right now. Last time I checked my food pot last week, they were eating it down. They're starting to get down to the bulbs now. They've been eating the tops. Most of the tops are all gone. Me and Colin were down there. They were tearing it up. It's it's
2: impressive how much they've uh, started to hit that.
0: Like your uh, different foods, like your clover and your oats and stuff, they're going to start dwindling. they are gotten some colds and freezes. They're going to start browning. They're not going to be as appetizing right now. They'll still eat it, don't get me wrong. They're walking by, nibbling a little bit. But they're trying to build that body up, and these deer naturally just know what foods do that for them. So if they got... That high protein in those brassicas and that corn, that's where it's gonna be because they got to build that body. up. they got long winter coming, for sure. So, and uh, the second part of the rut, more times than not, you'll still have some of your mature does that didn't get bred or uh, just didn't get touched by a bug, didn't get bred, and. It just didn't work for them, so they're going to come back in the cycle. But more times than not, it's going to be your your fawns and your your yearlings, your younger does, that are going to be coming into estrus. Uh, not all of them will. It's depending. Like in areas that have uh, like really good habitat, got a lot of food, ag land, and these fawns and yearlings are e- able to get like fattened up, get a lot of food in them, get big. Those are the ones that are going to come into estrus more times than not. There's some small deer that are struggling to eat, struggling to get food. They just don't got the body weight. The body size to produce that—I don't know exactly what the word is—but they just won't come into estrus. Estrus get that estrogen, but if they've gotten fatty, they will. Which luckily, my property, some of these fawns are—they're big. They're big, big deer already. Yeah. So that's why—that's why my parents' property is always killer because we're a we're a fawn factory. We have fawns every single year. So that's why muskaloa season is always killer for us.
2: I tell you what, I killed that doe I killed last night at gun season. Had so much fat already. Yeah. On the inside, I was like, "My God!" that's it. "I don't think I've seen that." Like out of all the does killed, and, you know, towards the end of gun and stuff, I was like, "That's impressive." I don't think I think that was my first encounter with one a bunch of fat already. I said, yeah. "That's a good sign, though. It means you got good good habitat,
0: like you're talking about." You no, know, it's not polite to shoot a lady and then call her fat, right? Yeah. <laughs> So no, and you're going out
1: tomorrow with to a smoke pole, going after an Indiana buck. Where are you gonna yep. be hunting? Um well it's like I got permission from my one neighbor after four years of just doing stuff around his house. And then I was like, all right, I might as well go for all the marbles and just it's it's like seventy five acres of just like hard hard woods. I've I've actually never been back there. I'm gonna try something new tomorrow. I'm gonna go out at like ten, nine thirty, ten and just sit till dark. And yeah, it's, so, like, I can kind of see the hardwoods from that one stand. And there's just – there's a, a big, like, hay field to the left of it. And then my grandpa's f- ginormous food plots to the right of it. And then, like, it's kind of just a funnel into, like, this big hardwoods. And, yeah, I just plan to take my stand, smoke pole, some snacks, and just sit all day and see what happens.
0: Hell, yeah, man. It's a good time then big mature bucks like cruising midday. They're they're an old man. They don't want to get up early. Right. Them joints are hurting. it's cold. They're like, ah, I'm gonna lay down, wait for it to get a little warm, start moseying around, checking for some does, get a little food on the way. It's a good time to be out there.
1: I've I've actually I've never done an all day like not it's not like all day, but like I've never sat from like more. I would say like the longest I've sat is from like sunrise to probably like noon like i've never sat from like noon to like three
0: yeah i've never done an all-day sit it probably help me if i did i've just i'm i have
3: trouble sitting in a stand for that long yeah i gotta bring like a bag of chips or something if i'm gonna do that so. oh yeah
2: that's what i said <laughs> i guess last saturday i said till like <laughs> one or so bed and hit me a ham and bologna sandwich get me through yeah. but it's tough especially it's not like i have to head. A lot of my opportunities came in the, you know, normal hours where people normally yeah. sit yeah. early morning
3: and late evening. And do not take a bag of chips. That's literally the loudest food.
1: Yeah, seriously.
3: Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so One now, thing that's kind of interesting. There's no beer around here. I know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that's kind of interesting uh, for people listening to the southern states, the southern states, their rut's more unpredictable. They got warmer temps. Their rut goes weird times, this, like late December. Yeah, like when you get to Florida and all them states, so that's a more unpredictable rut. But when you get into the northern states, like we're up, we're up top, like our northern Indiana, it's a lot different than even southern Indiana. Yeah, for, for northern Indiana, it's just because when the fawns get born, they just naturally know that these fawns it's going to have a harder winter, so they got to get born earlier. So a lot of them fawns won't um, they w- they just won't come into es- if I remember correct, they won't come into estrus as much, just because, uh, or they will come into estrus more. I mean, just because. Um, they had to get born earlier, so they've had that time to get bigger. Unlike our does, we've, we we or our fawns, our fawns can get born as early as late May, and then even into July, some of them will get born just because we have yeah. that more mild, um, mild winter. So, yeah.
3: yeah. But yeah,
1: the rut's been super super weird this year.
0: Yeah, this whole year's been weird. We still got like leaves on trees. We got yeah, I know. Oh, I can't I can't believe all the leaves. There's
2: actually wow. still
3: quite a bit of leaves out there Yeah, you look around It's <laughs> It's a lot of fun though, man. I mean it's been it's been a really interesting year. You have all yeah. the ups and downs of I mean crap, when we started off this the gun season, we've had people I don't know how many people have we had shoot a deer, can't find it. A lot then,
0: of a few during gun. Yeah. Most people just clean mist
3: with a gun. No comment on that. It wasn't <laughs> me. Let me clarify that. It was not me. It uh, may or may not have been me. I'll, I'll say. <laughs> But no, it's it's just been an interesting year. But a lot, of, I mean, a lot of good stuff. I think that's one thing about hunting is you got to look at all the ups and downs. You got to laugh at it all. Even a,
0: even cool. if you miss, it's a it's a learning thing. It's teaching you something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like don't dive the barrel into the ground, right, Colin?
2: <laughs> uh, don't shoot at one hundred thirty yards that you have rattling. That's probably gonna give you a twenty-yard shot. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it comes with experience, learning, messing up so it's uh it's just crazy how fast you know muzzle open opens tomorrow it feels like literally just the other day we were looking for yep. Corey's buck that he yeah shot so. and we couldn't find in the uh in bow season
0: but it just feels like the other day and next say you know it's beginning in december like, you, you wait happens? for deer season all year long and it gets here and you're like where the fuck did it go
1: yeah like it's almost over
0: yeah it's crazy i mean the older i get the quicker every year goes by i got That's more responsibilities work. always working so you get them times the woods, it just makes it that more special the older you get. Yeah. Well, you good?
3: Yeah, I just want to make a quick plug in. I keep looking at these guys' hats. They're all wearing the Whitetail Bloodline hats, sort of pissing yeah. me off right now. <laughs> what kind of style is that one? This is the
0: Mossy Oak Bottomland. Yeah, that's Real Tree.
3: Real Tree Edge, yes,
0: sir. You get the Real Tree Edge. I also got the, the Real Tree True Timber or something. That's a popular one. A lot of guys have that yeah, one coming bad. in. In order, when we get this order, the hats will be here before the clothes will. So
1: I'm just excited to get my sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Nolan's got a sweatshirt and shirt coming. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Late season, it's uh, it's the time to grind, time to stay out there and just stay hopeful. I know it's it's hard to stay hopeful sometimes when you're sitting out there in the bitter cold, you haven't seen been seen much, haven't shot a buck yet, or you had some some things happen where. You miss and makes you think harder and just makes you worry more. But there's been a lot lot of season to come to go. I think we have maybe exactly a month to go, if not just under a month. So, I mean, you can do it. The deer are going to get more predictable. You got that second rut coming in. So, yet again, you never know. And more times than not, if that you do see a buck, he's going to be a shooter. So, you just got to stay hopeful out there. Yeah, you just got to keep really, like Gavin has talked,
2: the mental edge just gets tougher and tougher as you move along. So, you just got to do whatever you can. Stay mentally sharp, mentally focused, and grind. That's all you can do. Right. But you got, you got to stay tough throughout it all because it's real easy to get down I'm into late season with nothing. Yeah. And I've been on seasons. I just grind and grind. It's frustrating because you really don't know what the deer movements said do. But uh, like I said, it literally takes a couple minutes, and like seen all your seasons made. So
0: yeah, we uh we did a long one last time, two hour plus. Minute episode, so we're gonna keep this one a little shorter, guys. Any uh, last thoughts or uh, any tips going into this opening week of Indiana muzzleloader or going into the late season, Spencer? No, I, I think uh, I think honestly it's just time
3: out in the woods. Unfortunately, for some people in your location, it's just gonna be longer than others. Yeah, but I mean, most likely you're gonna get that shot. You're gonna be your you're gonna get that opportunity.
0: You just gotta be sitting there for it. You you gotta know? make the best of it yeah keep that head right if you can it's hard to when a big buck's right in front of you but do everything you can man think about it so colin you got any last thoughts
2: yeah probably well i might take this weekend off actually probably be the first week i'm taking off in a long time but
0: uh just get a little more
2: rest although i don't know i'm so itching thinking about going out can't
0: kill him sitting on yeah. the couch
2: baby Amen. but uh, just shoot straight whatever you're shooting loader or bow just be smart out there good luck and yeah just keep grounded and stay positive.
0: Nolan, any last thoughts?
1: Just keep grounding it out, honestly. Like you said, you can't kill them on the couch.
0: Yep. Amen. And uh, for my thought right here, I'm going to say stay off your fucking phone. <laughs> because you can't kill them if you're not looking for them either. Yeah, that's true. And that's becoming one of the biggest problems with deer hunters nowadays is they can't stay off their phones because they get bored. And they're hey, this, this passes the time better, but... It, when that big buck's passing right by you and you're looking at old Susie on Instagram. So, swiping through old Tinder. Old Susie, oh, man. Swiping right or swiping. Right. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Colin's on Tinder trying to find his Tinder match. <laughs> hey, we still got some single guys out there, ladies. Listen, he's a big old country boy. Just cut the mullet off. Looks like a nice, well-dressed man again. So. Basically looks like a professional. Looks like a professional again professional idiot probably but yeah man we appreciate everybody nolan we appreciate you uh putting in the work joining and willing to be a part of this man we're trying to do big things with it next year we're going to go harder we're going to talk about a lot of things in this off season trying to get things together see who's about to see who's not and if you're not i mean don't be about it because i don't want people on the crew that ain't going to put in the work put in the time because i'm not just trying to do it as a hobby i want to make something out of this. You can't do it if you don't put it in the work. So There's
2: opportunity. Yeah.
0: yeah. But we appreciate it. This is uh, episode eight. Nine. Is it nine? The big nine. Yep, no, it, yep. We're away from double digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode nine, it'll – we'll probably get one or two more uh, in this year, and then we'll wrap it up for 2021, get into 2022. Like we said, we're going to be going to the ATA show the first weekend. I think it's the first weekend. Of yeah, January. January, yes, the seventh through the ninth. So that'll be a fun time. Where we're gonna meet some of the the crew that we've never met in person yet. So I'm gonna meet Nolan, Youngblood, and I don't know if the guys up north are coming, but get the crew together. It'll be fun, and we're gonna have a blast down there, man. Oh yeah. Speaking
1: really cool. speaking, of, speaking of that, like how like how do we get tickets for that?
0: They're online. Okay. You just go to ata.com or whatever it is. And then you purchase it, mess with me. I was looking for it too. And then I realized it's going to be 2022. And then it, it yeah. said to order tickets for it. And I didn't even think about it. I was thinking they're already doing it for next year, but that is next, next year. year. Yeah, right. All right. Well, it's about our time. We're wrapping up on this hour. Spence, Colin, Nolan, I appreciate it, man. And yeah. Good luck. Get out there and try to make it happen, guys. Thanks you for listening. Good talking to you, Nolan. Hey, nice you tomorrow.
1: too. You too. All
0: right. Can't kill them on the couch. Get out there. All right. <laughs> see
1: you.
2: Tomorrow.